You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, we talk MLS. We went to our first home opener in Yankee Stadium. It was very, very exciting. Also, the greatest meme ever. LA Galaxy dropping bars. <laughs> oh, in the second segment, we talked to Paul Tenorio. One, we talk about Chicago. We talk about Minnesota. We talk about Atlanta. And we talk about Americans. Are there enough in the league? Who knows? Don't ask Trump. <laughs> in the third segment, we also cover the Champions League match that we didn't talk about last week. Barca against PSG, the biggest collapse in history. History, we talk about it. Yeah, maybe too late, but you guys want to hear you guys want to hear the Cooligans hot takes. That's All us. this and more on the Cooligans. Hey guys, it's Juan Agadello, New England Revolutions forward and US men's national team forward, and you're listening to the Cooligans. Hey everybody. Cooligans have returned again. Once again. Every Wednesday. Have returned again. That's a little redundant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have returned again once again. Ah, <laughs> uh, is that alliteration? <laughs> I don't know what that even means. All right, but whatever. Welcome to the show, everybody. You love us and we're here, baby. We are. You do love us. That's, That's uh, right. I, I tweeted out the other day from uh, on my Twitter at Chris Polanco, everybody. Uh, but I just I just I was just thinking about it. <laughs> Just a joke. <laughs> plug. <laughs> a joke uh, because um, when I was a teenager, I would, uh, whenever like a, a girl would uh, compliment me, like just any girl casually, like, yeah. me, like, oh, nice shirt. And I'd be like, oh my God, Billy, you love me, right? Yeah, yeah, love yeah. me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and that's exactly what it was. <laughs> when you were a teenager, a girl was like, oh, that's a, that's a cool hairdo. You're yeah. like, I she wants it. <laughs> she, Come on, she wants. She wouldn't it. have said that if she right. <laughs> she could have said that to anybody. Yeah. So yeah. The, so nothing's changed basically. No. Yeah, no. We're still <laughs> except that child became president. Um, <laughs> uh, whatever. Even if you don't agree, who cares? Uh, uh, firing shots. No. Who cares if you don't agree? We're talking I'm about soccer. I'm tired of this. Uh, nah, listen. No, you everybody. Maybe some, no. I everybody can listen to cool games. <laughs> We don't care. No, everybody should listen. Yeah, we don't care if you're not legal. We don't care <laughs> if you wear a hood on a weekend. We don't give a fuck, man. If you, I, you know what, I'm if, gonna I'm gonna kind of draw a line somewhere. I kind of do care a little bit. Yeah, if, uh, some, just like uh, just for the purpose of surviving this podcast. Yeah, we, I care a little bit if you are wearing a white hood uh, that covers yeah. your face and you have you know eye holes in them. Right, it's hood versus hoodies. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'd hoodies, rather have hoodies. Hoodies, I'm fine with. Yeah, we'd much rather have hoodies. White hoodies. I'm perfectly fine with it. perfectly fine with it. It's going to get dirty. I don't know why you're wearing it. <laughs> but white hoodies were perfectly fine. You, you like to live dangerously. That's cool. Uh, but I will say, we are a podcast for everyone. You know what? Who cares what you like on the political spectrum? What do you like on soccer? And if it's American soccer, you're listening to the right podcast. That's right. But we're also going to shit on Trump. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, we got we to gotta fill airtime somehow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, first of all, it's too easy. And second of all, why not, right? <laughs> we're enjoying ourselves. Yeah. Um, but look, it was, uh, it was the second week in MLS, and uh, we finally got to uh, attend the game. We did a home opener. We did a home opener. And we did it right. One, we filled most of the seats. Are you listening, Red Bull? <laughs> uh, two, it was just the, the energy. I did not think that I would... Something about this season seemed a bit more uh, laborious to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it didn't seem... 
as this sort of fresh, exciting, because I'd done it already. Yeah. There was something else about the season where I'm like, man, I hope we play well. Like, I'm worried about yeah, more. This is, a red, this is your, your third year of marriage. You're like, right. the first year was like, honeymoon. oh my God, this is a honeymoon. This is exciting. Second, Even when you're losing, it's good, you know? <laughs> Second oh. year, it's like, oh, wait, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What are what are our goals? Right, right, And then right. third do year. Do you want kids? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll play the kids. Maybe we'll go out and buy something. Yeah. Exactly. And then the third year, you're like, all right, yeah. I get it. I get what We this know is. what you're doing. <laughs> right. Your oh, mother's you on the phone again. <laughs> yes. So yeah. we, we're we've already adjusted. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know we're not. You know we're not as young as we were. No, not at all. <laughs> Life is coming at us way too fast at this point. Our friends have dropped off. Some of them are having kids. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, but no. But you know what I mean. Like the the energy was. And then when I walked out off the train and I saw. You know, I saw everyone. I didn't realize. I didn't notice that the water guys are missing. The water, yeah, they were. They've been. Uh, they've been. They were kidnapped. They were kidnapped. They were <laughs> deported. Is what they were. Uh, ice so, came and got them, which used to be water on ice. Now it's ice taking away yeah, the water. Yeah. So obviously, we went to. We're in New York. We yeah. went to the NYC. So we went to Yankee opener. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. And normally, you're allowed to bring in water with you as long as it's not open. So mm-hmm. it's five dollars in the stadium. Outside, it's a dollar. So we grab one. I always grab one on the way in. They they were gone. I was uh, thirsty as hell. So I noticed that, and that kind of upset me a little bit because that was part of the the process for me you know what i mean it was part of my routine yeah yeah my ritual but then you see everyone dressed in blue and 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 wearing the kits and there was just like this energy it's like who i didn't even realize i missed it that much yeah it was uh it was good to be back i mean there is a um you know when we first started going to the games and we started meeting people here and there uh now there's a there's a bit of a, a family kind of thing and where where everybody has 100%. has this you know uh joint uh care and interest uh, over this club yeah. and and it, and it did feel nice to be back even though it was insanely insanely cold and, and it was bitter cold across, across you know the so the eastern seaboard a lot of the eastern conference teams played in very very harsh weather except for the New England Revolution who uh, Didn't play at all. Postpone their game, which I I don't really. I mean, I guess it if Minnesota could play, if Minnesota could play, yeah. the, what are you doing? <laughs> it must have been so bitterly cold. Uh, I think they were saying it, it was it was fr- like Friday night was about was going to be like eight eight to ten degrees. Yeah, that's unfair uh, for the audience. Uh, for Canada, for Canadians, this has been Fahrenheit. Just uh, letting you guys. Yeah, know. they're like that's a balmy <laughs> balmy day right there. Uh, I yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't play their match. But um, I'm happy that well, I'm surprised they didn't play their match when we went to the MLS Cup and I, we can't feel our feet. We lost both our feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost got Blackfoot. OK. <laughs> and I will say that that match prepared me for this one. Yeah. Because I did not prepare well when I packed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll bring these boots. They're summer boots. There's no insulation. But I'm like, oh, boots. Yeah. And and and, and, and December you know, December 2016 was like the hottest it's ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it was warm every day. And right. we, we felt like we had nothing to worry about. Meanwhile, we have snow apocalypse happening outside the window <laughs> right now. Yeah, right now we're recording this during during the snowstorm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Christian made the three and a half hour trek to my apartment, which normally takes, takes 20 a- minutes, <laughs> you know, uh, it. I was well prepared. I had long johns on. I had like extra layers. Mm-hmm. I was almost too warm. You know? Okay. Yeah, I did the Under Armour and uh, uh, the I, I wore Steph Curry's shoes, the Under yeah. Armour shoes. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> those were the, those the were... Grandpa twos. Uh, <laughs> very warm, very warm, uh, very comfortable as well. No, I, I wore pictures of your grandkids in there. <laughs> I wore proper boots with. Uh... You were like 
very protected, except for your phone. Except my phone. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> smashed your phone on Rodney Wallace's goal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and I, want, I don't want anyone listening to think that you picked out your phone and slammed it on the ground. <laughs> no, but, but your jacket like, did it like for a, you. Like a Rob Gronkowski spike <laughs> with yeah, my phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic. <laughs> that would be epic on the concrete. Yeah, we just did it in slow-mo. It was great. But we were all hopping, and I remember the guy in front of me turned around and pointed down. I'm like, I'm not looking down. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then you tap me on the shoulder and go, can you get my phone? And it was screened down. <laughs> and yeah, as I'm leaning you know. down to pick it up, I'm like, I really Uh-oh. don't want to pick this up. <laughs> and it reminded me of that time when like iPads first came out. I was on 57th Street and it was like ultra plastic surgeryed out. Gorgeous. But like Nicki Minaj, if she was Brazilian and tall, coming out of a cab, holding a baby and an iPad. And then this jack dude comes around from the other side, like, you know, Ed Hardy looking type shirt. Just jack- these two gorgeous people clearly None of this is their own doing or okay. genetics. And he, they both have the iPad. It came out like the day before. And the lady goes to give him the baby. He reaches for the iPad instead. Obviously. And the iPad falls. And it falls just straight face down. And it makes that glass breaking sound. Mm-hmm. And everyone on 57 <laughs> went, oh. And every, like, I had the thought in my head, like, you should have dropped the baby. <laughs> like, the baby yeah. would have been able to withstand that. That's it's, what it felt like. And then I picked it up and I saw the screen of like your you phone. Just pick up the baby and it's shattered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, it's also made of plastic. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, your phone got smashed up it just did. like DC. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> it was rough. Uh, not not only what happened to DC, but what happened to me. Yeah, who uh, took a bigger L? You were DC's <laughs> back line. Who do you think? Yeah, I, I was saying, uh, you know, after I look, the phone was in my front pocket, my front coat pocket. What? And that's first goal of the season for NYCFC. We all go crazy. I didn't even realize. I didn't even hear it fall. I didn't even see it fall. I thought. I thought it was perfectly snug in my pocket, but it fell down. And then I saw it, and it was I, in his like chest pocket, I, like I, the pocket over your heart. I was so happy for the goal that it it, it helped with the, the the tragedy of my phone screen. Right. Like the the, the what what are those like? Uh, what are the thing that your brain releases? Endorphins. So the endorphins. Yeah. While you had a serious drop after you saw the phone, exactly. there were so many it, I, that it cushioned it a bit. I, I think which we, your case did not do. What <laughs> we should do is going forward, if if there's any sort of tragedy, any 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 uh, somebody who's grieving, right? They should they should uh, 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 a goal should happen at that moment. <laughs> right. You know, they should be in a stadium where there is a there is a goal because it, it's it, it's immediately therapeutic. So like if if you have to give somebody bad news, if I got to be like right, Alexis, I mean this is a bad example, but like your dad died, uh, but. A right. goal just like well, Jack- that wouldn't be a bad example yeah. for me. I'm not, I'd actually be excited. You'd be celebrating too. I'd be yelling goal before the goal happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Great news. Yeah, exactly. So if somebody's like, if there's, you got to deliver bad news. Right. You deliver it during, during a, goal a goal celebration, or a goal has to happen immediately after bad news. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So and so that- like the next school shooting. <laughs> Whatever's left of the soccer team in that school should get up and <laughs> score a goal. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Great example. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, they happen a lot now. Okay. And we're older. We're not the ones doing it. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so it was. It was a bummer. But yes. It, uh, what a great game to attend. What a great home opener for. Uh, for obviously for any any club to to dominate. Uh, you know, and to and to get a, sh- a shout out for a team that isn't really f- like you know. The- oh wait, you saw the wait. Hold on, you saw the piece of paper that Atlanta United put out. I believe you mean clean sheet. Yes. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah come on. Oh my God. On the pitch. <laughs> so somebody's listening. They're like, "I'm going to turn this podcast yeah. off." I How can't- dare they not use British euphemisms <laughs> for everything? 
But look, this was a, a, a very good showing for NYCFZ. I mean, I, I, I definitely didn't expect it. I was uh, telling you a couple of episodes ago that I was very concerned about this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, there, were, there were so many new players that hadn't played with each other. Uh, they, they, pe- players who arrived late in the preseason. And I thought this season was going to be kind of a mess. And it has been the opposite. Yes, they lost their first game against Orlando. But, uh, but they still look good. They, were, they look good. They were dominant. And this this DC United match seemed like uh, them still being so frustrated that they did, didn't score against Orlando and they didn't win against Orlando. Right. And they took it out on DC. For sure. And one of the things that's frustrating as an NYCFC fan is it seems like NYCFC has sort of kind of figured it out a little bit. But it seems like the rest of the league has also figured it out and kind of caught up. And some of the old stalwarts, you know, that are in the league, like LA Galaxy, they're struggling. Oh yeah, they've yeah. got big names, but they're not they're not building the teams that even some of the new clubs. I mean, we keep talking about Atlanta, but you saw what they did. That was embarrassing. Uh, wait, wait, who what, who was embarrassed? Because a lot of people were embarrassed. Who Minnesota was embarrassed. Minnesota by should be embarrassed. Yeah. Yes, they should. They, yeah, they, I mean, they've they've their whole MLS uh, campaign has been an embarrassment so far. It's it's shocking, and we're gonna have more on that later. But you know. You look at clubs that are doing really well, even even, you know, Portland, uh, you look at, again, NYCFC, you look at even Houston, you know, yeah, the, the, there seems to be a, a complete like flip flop on these. Uh, it happens every year, man. Well, I, I would say to for for L.A., their biggest issue is obviously losing Bruce Arena and, and not knowing. Sort no, of- no. Uh, Keen, they have no one to score. Well, they have Geo. They need to bring Landon back again. <laughs> Probably. Well, gonna, you know, it's sending to Minnesota. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna need some help. But look, there's a lot of, uh, you know, sort of from the ground up. I think LA like weirdly is rebuilding for a team that's won five MLS Cups. Well, look, if they're smart, they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding because LAFC is coming right around the corner. That's right. And, and you know, LAFC is going to bring in some heat in the form of a man bun. <laughs> so, yeah, Andy Carroll. Can't wait for yeah, him. Exactly. <laughs> what? Not just bicycles. It's all headers. Well, yeah. I mean, Zlatan is reportedly... Um, you know, might be going. Who knows where he's going to go? But I know he's going to. He's going to be in Manchester United for n- one more year after right. this one. Uh, so I mean, Chicharito, I think, is the one that might be coming to LAFC. Two of them would be great. That would be exciting. Uh, but yeah, L- L- there's a bit of a, con- a bit of concern for LA Galaxy. They they uh, they don't look great. And obviously, Geo uh, was hurt, so uh, he left the game against Portland. And I don't know what. Who, who the, I don't know who's going to score for them. That's that's really the big issue. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, when you look at when you look at some of the old guard, you know, there's also a lot of clubs that haven't even scored yet. I mean, look, New England hasn't scored yet, but they only played one match, right? Mm-hmm. Their second one got postponed. I don't think RSL scored yet. Uh, I can I can look this up. Yeah, yeah. I don't think RSL scored yet. I mean, even clubs like Philly are looking even better. This is a really tough league this year, and then you've got some of these clubs that are walking in brand new that are just. I, again, I, I can't talk about Atlanta enough. I don't think I've ever seen an attack like this. Yeah, they they are. Uh, I mean, it's 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 difficult to uh, f- see what they did to to Minnesota and say like, oh, this is this is a great club because 
I, I feel like every club is going to be doing this. Right. Like you see a guy beat up like a, a child and you're like, does it make him a good boxer? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Let's get him some even competition. Let, yeah. Let's get him. A, obviously, he beat up this eight year old. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, next up is Conor McGregor. That eight year old. <laughs> terrible hands, man. <laughs> he tried to toss somebody. Had terrible hands, man. Didn't block anything. Uh, Yeah. RSL. I don't think they've scored. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. RSL hasn't scored. I mean, you, you know, you've got. Some of these clubs that have been here for a long time, when are they going to catch up? I mean, NYCFC nearly cleaned house, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when, especially when you look at, I mean, they have a lot of the same starters, but when you look at the bench. Not a lot. I mean, the majority of the starters, starting 11. No, it, that's you're wrong. It's it's practically different. You got Vier, uh sorry, Vieira. You got Villa. Mm-hmm. You've got Jack Harrison, who just started, who just was starting towards the end of last season. Yeah. Right. Uh, you got uh, Jack Harrison. You've got um, Ronald Matarita. Okay. Three. RJ Allen also was injured. So he, he only started one of the matches. So you can't count. Him but the ma- I'm saying the majority of the players that came back, why are we having this conversation? Because you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably very close to the majority. Who cares? They cleaned out. You got Rodney they, they, Wallace. As I'm saying that Rodney looked good. But though. the bench, the bench is all. They got rid of everybody. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, the bench. Yeah. So like training must be. It's all new guys. Yeah. He, nobody knows whose name is who. Yeah. Who are you? Name tags. <laughs> everybody put your name tags on. So um, we got kids in there. They got the Sands kid in there. I mean, everyone. Yeah, it's it's amazing. There's so. Why are we having this argument? <laughs> there is a uh, uh, a lot of uh, be, because of that because of uh, you know all those different players. I thought there was going to be issues with chemistry. NYCFC was the complete opposite. They had so much damn possession oh. against DC United. DC United could not touch the ball. It looked like the U.S. Argentina match yeah. in the in Copa America last year. They it, it was baffling because I'm not yeah. used to seeing this team be so dominant. No, and and also. Last year, they wanted to play from the back, and they wanted to have possession, and it wasn't working. And I know one of the big changes they made was they made their winger sort of track back even further, which is why they went out and got Rodney Wallace from Portland. And I know Igor sent us a message saying, I miss him already. Yeah. But, um, you know, you could see how much better he is at tracking back than Tommy was, which is why I think he's starting over Tommy. Those little changes right there just make this whole system look, and it just clicks, man. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Jack Harrison hasn't gotten opened his account just yet. That curler that Rodney Wallace put in, he did that by going to the far post, which I've been yelling about forever. But that was Jack's move, man. Jack sent this beautiful curler, just happened to come off the crossbar. Let me tell you something. This uh, there's there's so much even more potential with this club, and it's you don't see that with clubs like um you know like LA. They just what is happening. You know, what What happened to Lechette, Van Damme, right? Well, that, okay. Well, I mean, we should address the, the Van Damme, LA Galaxy, or Portland. Dame, t- however you're supposed to say it. <laughs> this is... Uh, I'm glad it happened because it spawned the greatest the meme. The greatest meme ever. MLS if history. you haven't seen this meme, just follow the LA Galaxy. Follow us. We, we retweeted it. Uh, yeah, and twice, I think. It's, it's absurd. It, I mean, it was just such... A, it, you know how much time it took... To make that. To make that. for yeah. Look, and we... Look, as comedians, we know the, the there's like a how much do you want to invest for the return on right. the, on a joke, right. right? Because we you know we edit our videos and we do all this work and, and it's like but you when you believe in something, yeah, you put in the time even if it's something really dumb, yeah. If you want to get one joke on, a, you know, if you ever like see sketch shows, if you watch, ever watch SNL, sometimes there's some there's such such dumb jokes yeah. that require so much time. 
to just for something that doesn't seem like it's like right. the, you don't have the return on your investment. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but if you care, but if you care, you do it, it anyway. It, it, it doesn't matter. You're like, yeah, I'm I'm that passionate about it, and that's what the L.A. Galaxy social media department right. really seemed like. They were really behind we, whoever we, their editor is. <laughs> lost sleep, but that guy or her or that girl is getting high fives <laughs> across the board. It's the most successful meme. And the shade they're throwing back and forth at each other is just amazing. But it is kind of, you were right, it is Remy Ma versus Vicky. Because <laughs> even though, you know, Portland got some good responses, it's like, yo, ain't nobody talking about that. <laughs> You're, we're talking about the uh, the, the the teether, the, yeah. the timbers ether, you know? Yeah, th- so this is, um, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, the LA Galaxy, after the their match against the Portland Timbers, dur- during the match, Jelle uh, uh, Van Dam, well, yeah. he got sent off. Uh, he got two yellow cards, one for uh, descent and the other one for tripping. But he, he in both, uh, he was upset because in both foul calls, he didn't physically touch the, the player. No. And Portland, you know, loves to pass the ball and move the ball around. And they love to, you know, attack from all angles, just like Bayern Munich, but also like Bayern Munich. <laughs> they, uh, you know, now they seem to have, a, you know, they have the itch for the dives, you know, yeah, they, yeah. They, they caught the, the, they got bit by the dive bug the, a little bit. The second look. So the, what I read was that, you know, ba- based on, you know, uh, refereeing rules that you don't, you don't need to, make contact with a player for there to be a foul call. If you attempt to trip somebody and they uh, uh, try to go over your leg and still stumble or fall, that's still a foul because you still made the attempt. For sure. Uh, And in the second foul... Which is the Diego Chata foul. Yeah, and that... uh, Oh, I think that was the first one. I don't remember who he fouled second. I could be mixing them up. I think Nagby was the first one. Regardless, in the second foul... You saw a clear attempt at a trip, and the player sort of dive over his leg, but there was nothing. There was nothing. It's you the was acting. The acting is bad, without a doubt. But it, it's, if he just trips over the leg and rolls, or goes to jump and misses the landing, yes, that's fine. It probably did not. De- it definitely did not deserve a yellow card. Uh, but he did get the first. The first yellow card was not for the fouls for arguing with the ref. So that's on him. He did that, but he was arguing because of a dive, and he was saying like, "Yeah, Come but on. It, but it's not. It wasn't worth the fight. That one. It was in the middle of the field. It, True, but your your job is to let the let the official know what's happening. You but, know what I mean? But this there's a difference between uh, uh, conveying your point of view and saying and disagreeing and dissent is dissent. Like we've seen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. He if you scream at him, there's a it's on you because you can control that. The foul yeah. call. There's nothing you can do. But the 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 you screaming at the ref that's a possibility. So it's personal responsibility from Christian. Man. Come on, uh, let me just yell. Yeah, and give me what I want. I get Sportsman of the Year every, Come on. every year. But no. So the but the second one, yes, it was uh, I not deserved of of a yellow card, and he got sent off. And a lot of people didn't agree. Uh, Portland ended up, ended up winning one nothing. You know, I mean, this is like. This is part of the game, right? Like I, maybe I, maybe I excuse it too much. Like a a lot of my friends that don't watch soccer will be like, "Oh, but there's all the flopping and the diving," and I'm like, "Yeah, you run around for 45 minutes straight. You need a break every once in a while. Someone pushes you. You're gonna hit the ground, roll around. You get a break. Everyone on your club gets a break. You get the ball set down for you. Yeah, it's strategic. It's it's the same as calling a timeout." To, or, or running the ball to wear the clock down in, in American football. So I don't want to hear anything about it. There's yeah. really no difference. Exactly. I, I don't know if, if, if the issue here is necessarily where the Portland players diving. I, I don't think that's 
Um, you know, uh, Van Damme is is a uh, he's an aggressive player. He's a he's a strong dude. He's a dominant guy. He's probably gonna get you know he probably has eyes on him a little bit more than other players, and that's just the the nature of it, right? Um, but obviously, f- from that undeserved red uh, came the greatest meme ever. So oh, yeah, yeah. So then it was worth it. So this is the, the, so uh, I'm fairly new to this because the first time I saw it was from. Um, the Melbourne City. They did a meme of this. Melbourne City did. There was a player on their for team. Lonnie or for Nali. Yeah, like the Argentinian dude who did the bicycle. He did a bicycle game, and yeah. they did a. So it's the ga- Is it the Galaxy or Cosmos meme? I no, it's a uh, shooting stars. Shooting stars. Yeah, and and the first one is a fat woman who falls. I think she's a reporter. Okay, and they keep her rolling, rolling. through everything. <laughs> this is this must be great radio. Just uh, <laughs> us explaining uh, a meme. Us explaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We sound like like uh, like grandfathers. Yeah. Like okay, so like yeah. the why is the microwave listening to me? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. yeah, and and the meme is just hilarious. It's it, it's like uh, it's so it's basically the Portland Timbers sort of flying through space after uh, diving. Right and. Great from the galaxy to take the time to do this. Yeah, is what we're all about. Yes, no. Listen, this is what <laughs> we want the world to see. We're happy if you watch the game. We want more fans of American soccer. But let us show you the sarcastic <laughs> undertone of the sport because that's what we need. Because that exists. It yes. is very much there's there's as much shade as a like a Desperate Housewives episode. Come you on know? now, <laughs> right? We're all like a bunch of real housewives here. We could throw shade. <laughs> we could be Nini versus one of the other ones. Exactly. One of yeah. the less popular ones. Come on now. <laughs> and so, this is amazing. And you're getting to see the personality of these clubs come out. And this is what this is what's necessary yeah. in the sport. And and this happens across other sports where where the two team accounts sort of go back and forth at each other. Yeah, I think like Arby's and like Wendy's went at it oh once. I God. mean, this is what that, you want. And that was a bloody battle. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually a blood pressure battle. <laughs> a lot of sodium got, got spread. But you know, it was it was fun to see the back and forth between the Timbers and and the Galaxy. You know, uh, the Timbers responded with um, uh, something I'm paraphrasing, but something about uh, at least we can get more than like sixty percent of percent of the stadium filled. filled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so very similar NYCFC Red Bulls arguments, you know, for sure. <laughs> and uh, you know, I forgot what club it was that just recently hired a tattoo artist. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia just hired a tattoo artist. How much further are we until these clubs start hiring comedians? Ooh. Huh? Roast battle between Come two. on now. <laughs> battle. Battle. Yo, yeah, we need to do that. We need to do uh, uh, write, write roast battle jokes for uh, for a different for each club. Have a so, little... It would be fire. That would be a great show. It would be amazing. <laughs> uh, it, it, so much fun the first, first two weeks of uh, the MLS season. Um, are you ready to change your predictions yet? Is it too early? Uh, I think I'm ready to change them. I, I think the, uh, you know, I had... Are you coming over to my side? Do you think Atlanta's going to win it all? No, Atlanta's not winning at all. But I, I did I did think Toronto was going to be better than they than they currently are. They uh, don't look good. They don't look that great. Uh, I mean, they... Maybe they, maybe they just need more time to sort of like... Yeah, like this time doesn't matter at I, all. Yeah, but they, they don't look... They're not as, as exciting as they were at the end of last season. No, and Javinko's out with an injury, maybe. He's day-to-day, right? We don't know where he's going to be next week. Um, yeah, he got he got a knock by a, a gooch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, like the, the gooch. Remember that from uh, Different Strokes? Yes, I do remember Come that. on, the invisible bully. Um, so 
Uh, Aguchi Anievo, by the way, making a great return uh, to the MLS. Uh, wait, is this the first time? No, he played here before. I think he did play here before. Yeah. Well, wonderful. i happy to see him, right? Former men's national team. A lot of talent on that guy left. Still some gas in the tank. Um, but you're seeing some exciting uh, play. I think uh, for Toronto, if he is out, that's when we saw Josie Altidore really, really explode on the scene. That's so right. they, they have options. They don't necessarily need Javingo for the entire season. If he's injured, let him rest. Let him rest for the first two weeks. Who yeah, cares? it is a, a, a bummer. I mean, he, he did take a. I, I'm always I'm curious if if like um, Jovinko is fouled more than most players. I would say so because that's a that's a way to sort of you yeah. know uh, you know isolate his talent a bit. You know uh, you know sort of regulate it a bit. Bring him back down to the ground is he, move him he, push him around. He's a little just bit. so little. He's I mean, tiny. How dare you do tiny that man? <laughs> him to share a Maxi Morales. The three of them just look like kids on there. You know, bring your kids to work day. Yeah, we finally got to see uh, uh, Maxi Morales in person and. Wow. How? Barely did we see him. He's just, yeah, we, we got our binoculars. and yeah. <laughs> The number 10 almost gets tucked into his shorts. Like, that's how <laughs> that's how tiny he is. Yeah, he, he needs, like, a, a, a kid's junior. Like yeah, he needs a yeah. <laughs> I'm double XL. He's, like, minus, you know, he's, like, minus S. But, but uh, and speaking to that, the, the NYCFC midfield, uh, how great did Morales look? I mean, he, he looked incredible. There's just, you, you're initially... You're concerned with how small he is, and, and Toronto fans must feel the same way watching Jovinko because yeah. they like go to a game and it's just like, oh, really? He's yeah. our designated yeah. player. Like this? <laughs> how much we pay for him? Was it by the foot? You know? <laughs> because, uh, but uh, props to Morales, uh, Alexander Ring. Yeah, Ring looks great, uh, and 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 Wallace. I mean, they they just like looked strong. But I will say, Ring Ring cleans everything up box to box, which is incredible. But I will say, look at. A lot of the clubs that are having success, especially if they're playing the same possession style that NYCFC does, look at how much depth that the um, or how much space that stretching those wingers out as far as possible creates. And, you know, low key NYCFC made their pitch a little bit bigger this year. Okay. Um, a lot of people didn't realize that it's a little bit wow, wider. Three, four centimeters. How I much mean, space are they? <laughs> uh, closer to home plate. Is, uh, <laughs> but they made, they did make it wider by at least about a foot, I believe. Okay. So this gives them just that little bit of extra space to keep, you know, stretch the defenders just a little bit. So a lot of good reasons, a lot of good things of watching the league. There's a lot of fun things happening unless you're in Minnesota fan and then you're like can we stop watching but props to those fans man they were in the in the snow freezing cold horrible match and they stayed for all 90 i feel bad for the yeah that that that's you know that's the, their home opener and that's what they had to witness Ugh. uh especially after losing five to one to portland you know in in providence park uh disappointing yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, the two expansion teams play each other, uh, you know, let the new kids figure each other out. And the fact that Minnesota uh, is having, uh, I guess, so many severe issues with the with the club because they, yeah. they, they really look like they're in uh, some like a real disarray. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot about it, but I know someone who does. We do. That's right. Uh, our friend, friend of the show, uh, hung out with us at MLS Cup. Couldn't get enough of us oh when you God. really think about it. Best, but we got we got the matching wrist, right. wrist bracelets. We made it for we each other, right? <laughs> I went box style. He went braid. Uh, we high five. We got, well, all three of us got those really big lollipops. Yeah. It was incredible. I uh, think we 
went too far with the tramp stamps. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. probably right. Yeah. Um, toned it down. I don't know why mine has arrows pointing down. <laughs> uh, it's just rude, to be honest. Uh, but our friend uh, Paul Tenorio is going to be on our podcast Paul, in the next segment. Yeah, Paul Tenorio, he's writer for 442. Uh, you've uh, heard him on the sideline uh, during the uh, Chicago Fire uh, you said it right. You said it right. I, I, well, sometimes I do. Come on, you said Chicago, not Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, the Chicago Fire. The Chicago Fire. Bam, 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 bam. Chicago Fire. Well, uh, so Baltimore joined us, uh, and we had a great uh, talk. Well, what do you mean joined? He's about to join us right now. <laughs> so why don't you do this? Why don't we take Look, a break, Alexis? It's fine. We we pre-recorded it. No, don't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we haven't talked to him yet. I wonder what he's going to talk about right after this break. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to that first segment. we got the second segment coming right up. First, we just wanted to break in real quick and ask you to do us a huge favor. Yeah, all we want, to, all we want you to do is just uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is the, oh, man. That's the big... Look, we're working... We work very hard on this podcast. We're also making a, a very concerted effort to put out some more video content for you guys. And we want to get some people li- uh, watching those videos as well. Yeah, I mean, right now, you got about like 30 more seconds before the second segment comes up. So I beg you, if you're on your phone, you can do other stuff while you're listening to this podcast, why don't you click on YouTube, the YouTube app? Why don't you put in soccer, cooligans, and just hit that subscribe button? And if you can, hit that little bell, that notification, let you know every time we put up a video. We're working really hard to give you guys at least one video a week. We have a video right now that's called FIFA the News that we're playing FIFA, and we're seeing, we're having that predict the biggest match. And we're talking about a lot of stuff that's happening on the news in the video, and there's a lot of cool editing that's involved. It takes a long time, but it's really, really funny. Exactly. So, uh, look, we're doing a lot of work. We want just a little bit of validation a little yeah, that's little, it just a little bit is that that hard, <laughs> that's that hard. come on we're, so we're just two two little comedians <laughs> yeah. want a little like too poor i would like some more please <laughs> yeah. some more followers and subscribers on our youtube so yeah. if you can hit the like button comment on some of the videos if you can at the very minimum hit the subscribe and maybe even share it with your friends it would be absolutely amazing Hey everybody! Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I know everyone is excited because we have a, we have a returning guest. Yeah, that's right. Friend of the friend of the show. Did, yeah, this is our first returning uh, guest. I Not only that, but we also met this gentleman in person at MLS Cup. That's right. And uh, you know, he was overwhelmed at seeing us in person, and he was like, "Man, you guys are just as funny <laughs> and beautiful as you are on the podcast." That's right. Uh, you know, maybe I would let him put that in his own words. Uh, <laughs> we're heavily paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, we're, we might be making that up. Uh, but again, we were also starving because. They didn't give us our sandwiches yet, so well, yeah, that could account for the low energy. Yeah, quote unquote, we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering who it is, put your hands together. Unless you're driving for the one, the only, the great Paul Tenorio, everybody. Hey, Paul. Hey, I, I, you know what? That conversation is exactly how I remember. It. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, Christian? That's right. <laughs> I have a better memory than you. <laughs> well, Paul, first things first, we don't want to spend too much time because they're playing too well for us to talk about him. You know how it works. We only talk about him when they're playing badly. The Chicago, <laughs> Chicago Fire is crushing it right now. Is this your first home win against uh, RSL, if I'm not mistaken, since 2009? Uh, you know, you guys, two wins in a row. Are you going to go undefeated all season, you think? <laughs> Look, I think I think the fire have played uh well first of all, four points in two games I think is 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 definitely the way you want to start off the season if you're the fire, the way that they played the last two years, finishing dead last in the league. They they haven't played perfect games. They played probably two good halves of soccer out of four. Uh, but they have four points to show for it with one away game, one home game. And and there's reason to be optimistic. Dax McCarty is what you expect from Dax McCarty. Uh, I think the the chemistry in the final third is gonna start to come together a little bit more. Uh, but you're capable of scoring from multiple angles now. And 
And uh, it, it's just about progress for the fire. And we'll see. I mean, I think uh, they go on the road this week to Atlanta and then three straight home games after that. So a chance to get off to a pretty good start. Well, Dax, uh, let, let's start with Dax because uh, we know Dax very well. We're waiting. We're, We're still waiting <laughs> for well, a thank you card. Because <laughs> well, I don't know if you listen to the uh, podcast, but we bought him a, uh, a wedding gift. We bought him a wedding gift. We found uh, his wedding registry online that was publicly there. So we decided we decided to send him a fruit bowl. Yeah, we, the cheapest <laughs> thing we could find on there. He had like a, he had like a $7,000 <laughs> and we're like, yeah, I don't know what kind of budget he thinks we're on. <laughs> but Dax, obviously, you know, we saw him a lot uh, in New York. Uh, and, and what you, you've met him, you've interviewed him, uh, you've watched him play a bunch and, and, and train. What has he meant to the Chicago Fire now that he's, uh, you know, uh, part, part of the Windy City? Yeah, no, I think um, watching the last game, it was pretty incredible to see the impact he has. I mean, he would be playing his midfield role and at the same time, turning and yelling at the back line to keep them compact with the midfield, directing the strikers when to press and how to press. He was essentially coaching the team from the middle of the field because the fire in the first game tended to get stretched a little bit. They weren't staying compact enough. And the back line really right now is lacking a, uh, a, a character, a kind of a leader that's going to be the guy who's vocal on that back line. So right now it's Dax. And when you see a player that's doing that much work and directing things on the field, in addition to, playing his own role, uh, it's pretty it's pretty unique. So um, he, he's been a very, very important piece so far, and I think you're only going to see his influence grow. That's yeah, it. I remember uh, last, a few years ago, I, I brought a friend of mine uh, to watch Arsenal when they played Red Bull, um, and he's a big Arsenal fan, as am I, and he kept commenting on how much of a field general, he kept calling him the ginge. So we don't have to say that on the <laughs> podcast, but he kept calling him a field general, and I think you, you've, we've seen that, and you're you're absolutely right. He's just one of those guys that, I mean, he just means so much to whatever whatever club he's on out maybe, on that pitch. Maybe that's why Jesse Mars traded him in the first place. He was like, well, I'm the coach here. No one's going to assert nope, me. No one's gonna yeah, yeah. And then his assistant coach becomes his GM, and he's like, ah, I can't go anywhere. So Chicago obviously having a great start, and I said two wins. I'm sorry, they did, uh, they took points from both matches, but um, not so far from you guys is another club, which is having an absolutely different start to their uh, <laughs> entire expansion campaign. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Minnesota, because you've recently written up on them. Are, are we seeing the worst club in MLS history? Is the next match going to be 7-1? Uh, you know, what's happening? Well, if Colorado puts seven in on them, then you know it's really a big deal. I mean, look, <laughs> All right, they, shade they at play, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I mean, attacking-wise, Colorado, they know what's up. Um, yeah. You know, they play two of the best attacking teams in soccer. We just got finished watching film on the Atlanta game. Uh, and, you know, the thing that stands out to me is it's, it's two things. One, individual talent isn't good enough. I mean, Demidoff has been ripped apart in both games at center back. Vadim Demidoff, they, they fought with targeted allocation money. He's been a disaster at center back. Uh, watching back the Atlanta game, I saw three, I think three or four of the first six of the six goals scored uh, were in my, my belief problems with, with his positioning and with his movement and with his lack of communication and, and just lack of overall ability as a center back. Um, so there's, there are some major problems with individual talent, but as I wrote in my column, these, these problems were, con they, they were caused and compounded by the lack of plan that existed in Minnesota in the offseason. They waited to the last minute to do everything. Uh, people are blaming Adrian Heath. I mean, he, Adrian Heath got there in November. He, you know, he's been there. For, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't there building this team. I mean, he, he was 
you know, he, he was a part of the building process. But by the time he came in, I mean, they didn't have much time to consider options. They had to start pulling the trigger on some of the players that had been scouted in Scandinavia by Manny Lagos. And, and even that was done last minute. So um, some, some real issues there on the structural level for Minnesota, and we're seeing them on the field. Do I think it'll get better? Absolutely. Uh, do I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in, in expansion history? Yes, I do. Uh, and, it's, and, and to me, it's not about coaching, and, and it's not even about some of the players. I mean, I think they have some quality on the team, but they, they just put things together too late. And they sign some guys that aren't good enough, and that happens every expansion season. Um, but some of these whiffs are, are big ones, and it's going to take a while to recover. And wh- why do you think there was uh, so much disarray on, a, yeah. like on, on, on that structural level? No, I think that you know the problem was, I think, uh, first, a little bit too much of an emphasis placed on the NASL season, and especially when this team started to look like it wasn't going to make the playoffs in the NASL, which it didn't. Um, you can you can be focused on your last season in the NASL or the USL and still be building to the future. So I, I take Orlando City as an example. Obviously, I covered that team through its final season in the USL into MLS. They focused on that USL season. They finished first in the league and ended up losing, getting upset in the first round of the playoffs. But they were making signings to prepare for Major League Soccer. So Darwin Saren was a part of that team. He became a key part of that expansion team. They went and got him for that USL season with an eye towards MLS. Rafa Ramos, uh, another player named Estrella, both signed from Benfica. Both of them were MLS players brought into the USL. Uh, Tally Hall, that trade was done while they were in the USL. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Turner, Tommy Redding. I mean, you, you can make preparation for MLS. That didn't happen in Minnesota. Uh, and then uh, waiting as long as they did to, to hire a coach, uh, it just made it even worse. So, I, you know, I don't know all of the behind the scenes I know some of them, some of them I've reported, some of them I haven't. But at the end of the day, the problem was they, they just didn't act decisively enough soon enough. I guess I, I read some of the article that you posted about it. I guess at the end of the day, and if we have any Minnesota, any dark clouds listening, any Minnesota fans, I, they probably have the same question I'm about to ask. Who right now is to blame? Because well, if it's not Heath, we've been putting all the blame on Heath so far. Yeah. Uh, we've actually started the Heath out, uh, <laughs> the winger out. Uh, so maybe we're wrong and we'll, we'll stop that. I, obviously, we're just joking. Yeah, we're just kidding. But it sounds <laughs> no, like it I might mean, happen. I think, I think, look, I think the most important thing that happens in Minnesota right now is that there isn't finger pointing going on. Um, I, you know, there are people who hold more responsibility than others, but both uh, less on the outside, right? Fans can say what they want, but. On the inside, I think it's important for Adrian Heath and Manny Lagos to make sure they stick together. There's going to be pressure from ownership. There's going to be pressure from fans because it's been really, really bad. Uh, but they've got to remember that they're in it together. They're not going to fix it if they don't work together. Uh, if people start to try to place blame on one or the other, I think it'll, it'll cause problems. Uh, do I think Adrian Heath can make some better decisions in the lineups? Yes, uh, it's two games in. I don't blame him for making for not making wholesale changes from one week to the next. Uh, could Manny Lagos have done better? Absolutely. I think there were some major missteps in the front office as well. So uh, both of them have a, a little bit of weight in this, but uh, I think the key for them is to not allow the the terrible, terrible start to to start ripping the franchise apart from the inside out. Speaking of a terrible start, why didn't Ibarra and Ramirez start the first match? Do we know for sure? Was it injury or? Uh, no, I think it was coach's decision. Uh, what? And, and, uh, Ibarra, Ibarra wasn't wasn't very impressive in the preseason. Ramirez 
I think, you know, for me, I, I think in retrospect, Adrian probably would have started him to provide a little bit of more of a target on the road because they didn't have the ball. But Ramirez isn't really known for his target play. Uh, Venegas wants to play up top. He's better in the middle of the field. Uh, I think it was a matter of trying to get your best players on the field at, at once. Um, but Venegas clearly is better playing underneath a striker. Uh, so I, I think you'll see those combinations changing as the season goes on. That's a part of it. I'm sure you'll see Abu Dunlady involved at some point. I'm sure you'll see Josh Gatt involved at some point. Uh, but but it's all about kind of finding that right mix. And And they didn't have enough time, I don't think, to do it in the preseason. Uh, so it's going to happen a little bit during the regular season too. I don't think I realized that Gat was back in America. Yeah, yeah, he's back on the team. He's just got to get fit. Jeez. Well, I, it seems like the, uh, the Minnesota United campaign is basically, you know, like their MLS season is them trying to cram for a test and yeah. like pretend to know the answer. You know, like they're just trying to figure, they're no trying to figure it out. No yeah, doubt. that's pretty good. <laughs> I guess three weeks to figure it out doesn't work. Okay, guys. Um, I guess a little bit about uh, the league uh, has sort of come to light. Uh, you know, this season has had a wonderful start. You mentioned Atlanta. You just watched the tape. I don't think I've ever seen a club be that electric from the get go. Uh, in my history of watching MLS, I don't know if you would agree or disagree, but one of the things that come, has come to light recently, Taylor Twellman uh, mentioned um, what I believe was either the pregame or the halftime, a little bit about, you know, sort of the numbers of American born players starting in the MLS um, have dropped. Uh, you recently wrote an article about that. Um, I have my thoughts on it. Christian has his thoughts on it. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Well, look, I think for me in the short term, might it be bad for American players in this league? Yes. In the long term, is it better for American soccer? Is it better for Major League Soccer? Yes. I think in the short term, it's better for Major League Soccer. Here's my, t- my take on it. We want the American player to get better. The American player gets better by playing against better competition in a better league day in, day out. And that's not going to happen by just playing American players. And we always hear the argument that the only way the U.S. national team is going to succeed is if its top players are over in Europe, competing for their jobs, facing those pressures, playing the best competition. But when that starts happening in Major League Soccer, we've got a problem with it. When an American player has to win a starting job over Ignacio Piatti or Nico Lodero, we have a problem with it? No, thanks. I, the competition that's here, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it'll make the league better. I think it'll make young American players better. And I think it'll be better for American soccer, both in the domestic league and the national team over time. Yeah, I think one of the things that struck me is uh, recently, I don't know if you saw uh, Pulisic sort of had that wonderful chip. He said he learned that from Obama Yang in training. We shouldn't have to send our players to Germany to learn those skills. You know, why can't we learn something from Piatti, like you mentioned? Why can't they be learning something from Nicolò Dero? Why can't they be learning something from Maxi Morales, right? No doubt. No doubt. I mean, that's how you get better as players. And, you know, I, I talked to uh, to people all around the league. And, and the attitude was, was exactly that. It's look, first of all, there are more jobs for American players than there ever have been before because of expansion uh, and because of the growth of the, the lower divisions. There are going to be opportunities for American players. Those are still there, but it's not going to be as easy to get your way into a starting lineup in Major League Soccer anymore. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think I, it's a good, a good thing to have to fight for your job. I very much agree. Just because, uh, you know, we see in the Premier League where there's like, 
There's like three British guys on on each squad, like <laughs> yeah. on the big clubs. There's yeah. very few. Uh, uh, they actually have a designated Brit rule. I don't yeah, know if you know. They that. do. They do. Yeah, that. They, they force you to have at least three on <laughs> yeah. each club. But th- I think uh, I I agree with you completely. I think there's a there's a um, it, there's a little bit of a of a, a whining uh, going on when it when it comes to this situation. Yeah, the, the again the American player uh, if, if they're gonna get better, they're gonna have to play against better competition. And I think it's a great sign that foreign players want to play here like especially that we're getting young younger designated players i think that's just a a better sign and uh and and a good future for uh you know for for the future of mls no doubt i agree i think uh i think it's important and and again i mean look you know i'll I'll give an example here in chicago you know fans were kind of worried about matt polster now that juninho and dax mccarty are here Uh, matt polster is going to become a better player by training with and against Dax and Janino by fighting for minutes on the field with Dax and Janino, that's going to make him better. I mean, Janino's here on a one-year loan. Maybe they buy him, maybe they don't. But you know, it's not just always about minutes on the field. That's a key part of it. But a big part of it is is earning your way there and having to be good in training every single day to be able to step on the field and, and play those minutes. So um, you know, look, the league is is growing. It's getting better. I, I think over time you're going to see those numbers start to change. Um, especially as the investment in the homegrowns continue and you start to see very talented players coming through. I think it's also worth noting, um, and I'm not sure how ESPN managed this, but when I was doing the story, I think it's worth noting there are three teams in Canada who are largely Canadian teams and, and, and international teams and not very American, which I think skews the percentage a little bit of American starters in major league soccer. If you, if you, are counting those Canadian teams with the same weight as American teams. So I actually think that percentage is a little bit higher. But again, I I think this is just naturally a part of the growth of the league, and and I think it'll be better for for MLS as as we go forward. Yeah, I think to to Christian's point, you know, there was an era in MLS when we had hoped that someone other than just Americans wanted to play here. And now we've reached that. And there's some people that are complaining about it. And I, you know, I think all three of us actually agree. I dream of a time when MLS has no American no players Americans. and Trump, <laughs> Trump's head will explode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's just building walls, soccer specific walls is what he wants to build to keep out non-Americans from entering these stadiums just uh, around, around the actual playing field. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Um, um, is there is there uh, you've obviously been writing a ton um, for 442.com slash USA. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug? Yeah, I, you know, I, I always just say, you know, I hope people are out there watching uh, and reading 442 USA, not just myself, but uh, a lot of great writers doing work. You know, we have something new up on the site every week. Uh, actually, coming up this week, we're going to start doing a listing of the top stadiums in Major League Soccer, uh, the, the best MLS stadium experiences that you can get. Uh, and the best stadiums that are out there. So not just Major League Soccer, sorry, but in the United States. So, um, you know, we're always doing fun stuff like that in addition to a lot of articles. So please check it out, 442.com slash US. When are you coming to New York? Hopefully soon, man. I, I got to get up there at some point. My, my best friend lives there, so I try to get there. Oh, you don't have to say year, that about us. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right also- now I'm focused on going the other direction. I'm going to Salt Lake City. Actually, I'm going to Vegas. And then driving to Salt Lake City to watch Northwestern in the NCAA tournament. So that's oh, right. that's my that's my plan for the week. 
Jeez. Well, also, if uh, if four four two ever decides to write a piece on, uh, you know, comedic soccer podcast hosted by two Latinos in New York, we could contribute. A I little mean, bit, yeah, a little bit. you might have to search, but I think we'll come up somewhere on that list. <laughs> Listen, if we if we want to start a list of Latino soccer uh, reporters in the U.S., we got three of them on the podcast right now, so we can move on from there. You're damn right. That's why we have Jan because we show bias, baby, and we got no problem saying it. Listen, Paul, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Appreciate you guys for having me on. Absolutely. And again, that's Paul Tenorio. Uh, you could follow him at Paul Tenorio and you could follow him at 442.com slash USA. Thanks again, buddy. Thanks so much. All right. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Quick break here. I just want to tell you a little bit about On the Volley Apparel. You've heard it so many times. Some of you actually went out and bought some of the gear. It's absolutely incredible. Once again, my favorite hoodie I've ever had in my entire life. Great gear. They make great stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Big I, fan of the podcast as well. Yeah, it's uh, uh, they make uh, yeah, soccer-inspired clothing. Look, you've heard us talk about it before. You've seen uh, you've seen us wearing uh, some of the clothing on, on our videos. Yeah, we're always wearing it on the videos. Uh, it's great stuff. It's it's. It, urban inspired it is hip-hop it's a little hood it's, it's a, little a little soccer but it's all dope super high quality very comfortable and not very expensive and it's even less expensive exactly. because you listen to us exactly so if you uh if you use the promo code cooligans uh you'll receive uh 30 percent off uh, that's incredible that's a hot deal Come on now. Hot deal. So make sure you use the promo code COOLIGANS. Look, they uh, right before the MLS season, there's a lot of new uh, uh, apparel, uh, you know, coming out. Sure. So you can, you can check it out there. And they got a whole bunch of new designs and stuff coming out. And again, get their hoodies, get their sweatshirts. They're incredibly comfortable. They got cool t-shirts. They got like three-quarter length sleeves. They even got stuff for the ladies. They have stuff for, they have, they have stuff for uh, actual gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. They, they have, so listen, if you didn't get something for your girl on Valentine's Day... Hustle up, get something, you get yourself 30% off, make her feel a little better at the end of the week when you get that shipment and look what I got you, it's on the volley. And they're like, yo, isn't this the same thing Alexis and Christian wear? And then you're like, what, you watching them when I'm not around? And That's then right. you can have an argument you're, because you, how much the girl loves us. You sort that out, right. yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, we're, we're not trying to uh, ruin any uh, relationships. No, it's not or our fault. It's not our fault. We're too pretty. <laughs> but make sure, go to onthevalleyapparel.com, onthevalleyapparel.com, and uh, and use the promo code COOLIGANS, Cooligans. and you'll get 30% off. So Three zero, sure. 30% off. It's a great deal. So uh, do that right now. Yeah, we're back. Cooligans Corner. Cooligans Corner. Cooligans Corner. <laughs> Do a little robot. We got to mix it up, you know. Come on, I like it. People, people get bored of just uh, screaming into a microphone. Cooligans <laughs> Corner. Yeah, and uh, but they're not bored today because what a wonderful interview. Yeah, Paul. Uh, another hand for Paul Tenorio Come for uh, for joining us uh, again. He's uh, he's been great. Like we said, follow him on Twitter at Paul Tenorio. He writes amazing articles that that you know get get quoted constantly across uh, MLS across American soccer and the streets is talking he is a, he is a source he's absolutely he's the source and we feel bad for everyone who's driving and listening to this and think they're getting pulled over. That is a cop in the background. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Nothing we can do. Brooklyn loud as hell. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, someone says, I bum clap. And we're like, sorry, we're now in a Jamaican party. Uh, but yeah, Paul Excuse Tenorio. me, Mr. Jamaican, sir. We are recording our <laughs> podcast. Uh, sir, would you mind coming uh, down just a bit outside? Uh, uh, Paul's wonderful. And, uh, you know, I think we all agreed, which is kind of whatever. It doesn't make for great radio. Uh, but 
Whatever. I mean, I think it's it's what's. I think most fans would what? agree with us with regards to the American player. Oh yeah, what do you mean? Know? It doesn't make for great radio. This is the best radio ever. I mean, it is. But you know, we should have some argument. You know, like watch. Right, I just spot, I just threw your bottle. I slapped uh, the bottle of water of yours you off bitch. the table. <laughs> you should stay with that bitch dead. Uh, and then we could we should have an after the show, like uh, like one of those like uh, yeah, just testimonials, Andy Cohen, whatever. We should yeah. get Andy Cohen. Uh, well, well, I mean, how did you feel when Alexis yeah. knocked over the water bottle right. on you? We saw what you wrote in the <laughs> caption on Instagram. What did you mean? Um, but yeah, Paul is absolutely wonderful, and uh, you were right, man. He's just great on the sideline uh, yeah he uh, yeah he, that that's been uh his his new gig he's the the chicago fire sideline reporter and he's it's too good and he's been great i mean it's it, uh it's look th- this is the kind of people we roll with now i know right this is our <laughs> this is our we're our, we are in the upper echelon <laughs> of uh latinos who pay attention uh to american soccer you exactly, know what i mean all right it's a like, very exclusive group this is our entourage <laughs> you know and again i guess i'm turtle because that's the one i love Look like a little bit in those early seasons, you know, homie lost a little bit of weight. Jerry. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, just, uh, you know, I think when it comes to Minnesota, are they as bad as they look? Yes. Are they going to get worse? You can't. You can't get worse. I mean, I say that. And then if they lose seven <laughs> one, uh, I would be laughing. Um, yeah, he was uh, he was mentioning the center back. I forgot his name. But uh, um, yeah, he yeah, he's been he, this guy's been bad. He's getting burned, bro. He's getting burned. It's, but he, also, I mean, you played Atlanta. Atlanta is going to make a lot of center backs look bad. A lot of them. I, I, they've only played against four, so I don't know. If well, really, I mean, I'm telling you, they're going to make a lot the of Red, them They bad. lost to the Red Bulls. They, the Red Bulls kind of held them uh, in check. They, yeah, yeah they but had, the Red Bulls needed a comeback. They needed a late-minute comeback. They did, but I'm and saying— And you know what? What better time to do it than the first match? Atlanta's like, all right, we're never going to let that happen again. I'm tell, I, Look, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm watching this team. Uh, I want NYCFC to win it all. I'm looking at them saying they have a shot. They're looking too good. They look good. I, I, too much sauce. I, I think they will make the playoffs, which is which is wild already for, yeah. for an expansion team. But yeah, it looks like they might. So yeah, they're, they're doing it. Um, we, uh, let's uh, we, one thing we didn't talk about last week. We record these on Tuesdays. Right. So a lot of times uh, we miss the Tuesday Champions League game and the Wednesday Champions League game. We don't yeah. get to talk about it that week, but we have to address. Yeah. The I mean. Even though it's been beaten to death like PSG was. Uh, <laughs> I Did you think Barcelona would be able to come back? Uh, no, I did not think. No one did. No one did. No one did. I remember I said to a buddy of mine, uh, who, I don't know. Just like was, no one thought the Seattle Sounders could win the MLS Cup. Without a shot on goal. Without a shot uh, on goal. And that asterisk doesn't need to be there. They won for sure. <laughs> uh, we parted on the pitch with them, so we should like allow this to happen. Um, a, a Kyle, uh, another comedian, was uh, texting me during the match going. Kyle who? Kyle Ayers. Oh, Kyle Ayers. Yeah, yeah. yeah he watches soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, very funny, if you guys get a chance. Yeah, first comes love, very funny. Go check that out. But uh, he was texting me like, oh. Cavani scored. It's over. And I said, yeah, dude, it's done. But if there's any club that can come back from the 86th minute on, and they've done a great job so far of scoring all these goals, it's this club. I never in my life thought I would ever see that. They made PSG look, it looked like they were a non-league club in like an FA Cup match, kind of. That's right. That's right. Uh, it 
I was I was watching the game. I, I was so I'm I'm currently in a play that people yeah. should go to. Also called Kyle. Call, also know. called Kyle. Yeah, yeah. It's not called, called Kyle. It's Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a comedy about cocaine. Yeah, uh, you should go check it out. Don't do cocaine. Yeah, uh, don't do it. <laughs> but definitely check it out and not on cocaine. Don't uh, don't don't do coke before after. Do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. But um, I'm, we're, I was watching this game. Uh, b- backstage, we were in tech rehearsals. Yeah. So we're 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 backstage, and I'm and there's two uh the other you know the other people in the cast that that are that were not on stage with that were we we spend a lot of time backstage. Right. Uh, Trisha Alexandro and and Christine Renee Miller, two actresses. Uh, Trisha Alexandro, obviously Ted uh, Alexandro, Ted sister. Alexandro's yeah. sister, and she doesn't watch much soccer, but Christine. Uh, she, it, her husband, she married a, 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 a British guy who's okay. a, a Tottenham fan. Ugh, Ugh. Right. Exactly. That's what I said. Jeez. <laughs> but, um, so she, I didn't know they were allowed to get married, those Tottenham fans. <laughs> so we're trying to weed that out. It's <laughs> like not really mixed with that bloodline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to, you don't want to create new Tottenham fans, do we? <laughs> so, uh, but we're watching it backstage. I'm like using Fox Sports Go uh, in the app and we're, and we're just watching this like blurry feed because the reception wasn't too great. Right. But. When it was, uh, you know, three, I think it was three, one. Yeah. Once, once Cavani scored, we're all watching and look, the play's like going on up front. They're like actually working on the yeah, play yeah. and we're just watching the game because we're absolutely fascinated. All by three it. of you walk out while holding the phone <laughs> and you're doing your line. Like, why are all of you out right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but once that, once Cavani scored, we were all like, oh, that this even like Trisha didn't really even care. But I explained to her like what happened in the first game and how right. much Barcelona lost by. And she had heard of the team. Right. Uh, but just just mentioning like this, this was impossible. Just everybody knows that story. Like they can relate to that. Like, oh, this is such a feat to overcome that there's no way they can do it. And once they scored the third goal, I was explaining to her like why this was such a big deal. And then she started like being more emotionally invested, which I noticed kind of happens within soccer. When you explain sort of what is the meaning of any particular yes. game, even a casual fan is like, oh, okay, right. I can, I'm now I'm interested. When you explain your emotional investment, other people can uh, know what, why there's such passion that, that that's being, that's happening. Exactly. You know, when, if not, and it's funny, like I, there was a video that, that came up and it was in one of those rabbit holes. That's like how to explain the soccer to Americans. And it was a little condescending, but um, one of the ones it's like, don't just watch the ball, watch everything else, you know, mm-hmm. what follow even one guy around the pitch. And it's funny. It's like explaining that to people. It reminded me what you're saying of like the, the famous Arsenal versus Reading 7-5 match that Arsenal came back twice in and it went to, you know, double extra time. It was just absolutely wild. Um, There was a bunch of people at the bar. There was only one other person who cared about soccer and was a Barca fan and a Chelsea fan. So did not care about either of these two clubs. I begged for them to put it on a small TV. This is a a long bar with like 12 televisions and each one has their own tuner. So they put it on the small one. I went all the way to the corner. I'm watching it by myself. Two other people were sitting in that section of the bar going, hey, man, because I kept going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm texting my wife like, hey, I'll be home in two minutes thinking it's almost over. Yeah. And but the, my excitement led to them sort of paying attention. I explained what's happening and what the FA Cup means. But before you know it, the entire bar is rooting for Arsenal, except for that other guy. And they're all watching. And it's the most amazing soccer match of all time. And then at the end, the one guy looks at me, and goes, man, I never watched a soccer game before. Are they all like this? <laughs> I was like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was this this 
match was obviously no obviously again nobody expected Barcelona to win four they were down four nothing right uh going into that second leg look they were even though they were scoring a couple after two I'm like fine but there's there's no way that they're gonna do this yeah and then after Cavani scored the incredible what an incredible goal that already that should have uh 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 deflated the Barcelona that's I, that I totally expected that so they they it's went, just too much money though. Yeah, <laughs> there, there were too much money. They're like, we got to just go out and score more. Um, I honestly thought the moment that was uh, that I could not believe was Cavani's miss. Cavani's was- miss. Uh, also, look, uh, and the the the, the non call penalty that PSG didn't get from. Uh, oh uh, yeah, they got robbed. Yeah, who fouled? I forgot who fouled them. Uh, I forgot what the the the. the Wing back, I the fouled him. I forgot his name. Um, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. But right the now. fact that that that, that wasn't called that was like kind of crazy. Uh, so it, but still, even I, with even as rigged as it might have been, PSG still incredible. PSG should have won that game. PSG should have let it happen. The moment sure. the moment I thought was uh, where I was like Barcelona's going to win was Neymar's free kick. That free kick changed everything. Neymar took took that took that match on on his back. Yeah. He changed that whole thing. I do want to give a shout out for the wrong reason though to uh Luis Suarez uh who is both not racist and does not like to bite people, okay? He is yes. a Uruguayan hero. All fake news. Uh, all all <laughs> alternative facts that you're I don't know what your microwave is listening to, okay? But they're listening to lies. Um so he was already on a yellow and he dove for that penalty. Yeah. That takes the biggest amount of balls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, who else dives already on a yell? I mean, you got to put it all out there. It reminded me when he stuck his hand up and blocked the Ghana, uh, you know, uh, goal and it created a, uh, you know, a penalty and they, and they shanked it, which yeah, got them yeah. to the next one. It's moments like that where you're like, this dude puts it all on the line. He understands. Like the way I look at soccer is a little different than, than maybe a lot of people do. Right. I think the sport, it's like, you all get a yellow and you're fine, right? You're all shown a yellow card. You're going to be fine. I mean, it changes the way you play. But like, if you're a defender, you got a yellow in you, right? I mean, I know that there's accumulation and there's times where you yeah. can't. But if you're out there and this is an important match, go yeah. out there and earn you, a yellow. You got to use it, yeah. Yeah, man. It's a, it's it's an opportunity. When someone says like in basketball, hey, six, six fouls and you're out. Well, then go hack a couple people yeah. and then stop at five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. You got to use them. Yeah, I mean, they obviously Luis Suarez has has whatever he has his own baggage. He has some demons <laughs> for sure. Although I will but continue you, to go on record and say calling some and you could approve of this. I, th- I think we talked about this on the podcast, like first two episodes. Calling somebody negro is not the Spanish version of the N word. No, not at all. No, it's it's a denoter. Like if I walked into a Dominican house with you, they would call me chino because I have smaller eyes mm-hmm. or gordo. That's probably the first one, and they'd call you negro. Uh yeah, I mean Cuban's it, the same Cuban, thing. Yeah, it's it's In Latin America that doesn't part, mean a bad thing. Yeah, my, like my um my one of my best friends, his um uh his uh his father mm-hmm. calls his a uh, wife yeah uh negra yeah but, but she's not. She's not dark. She's not dark at all. Yeah. That's just like a, this is a term of endearment. My grandmother is very dark. My grandfather is very light. 
people used to call her Negra all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, go make me a sandwich. It's like, hey, I'm happy to see you. You know what yes. I mean? Uh, well, I mean, uh, regardless, it's not like Luis Suarez doesn't have other things that people I Look, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to take one off the list. If we can just leave it to stuff he says, that'd be nice. <laughs> and not, yeah. you know, what he does with his mouth. You know, I'm very me. upset at you right now. <laughs> I just slapped your bottle of water again, all right? That's what you get, dog. We're starting beef. Where's Andy Cohen, yo? But look, you can't take it with Luis Suarez is, is one of the greatest. Uh, you would admit that takes balls. It does. I mean, he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I mean, let's, For sure. let's not even, we can't even, like, deny that at all. No, there's no way. There's uh, no but way yes, he is, he, you know, he, gamesmanship. He knows how to play. He knows how to work the system. Yeah, that's what you got to do, baby. It's like taxes. You and, know what I mean? And, and uh, I was surprised he, he got. That penalty call, especially with the in Champions League, there's a ref right there, right by the goalpost. They're everywhere to see them. What in the, the because of him, there's going to be drones following every player. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally going to be like the 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 thing like when you when you when you switch selection on on FIFA and there's like a little circle about like yeah. around them. Like the, there's going to be a little thing following like a little triangle you a little triangle, triangle following them yeah it's it, gonna happen it, it's uh i was surprised they got the call but look at, at that time why not go for it yeah. why not go for that you need to i mean that, that's if you're barcelona this is the greatest i know a lot of people are saying liverpool uh was the greatest comeback because it was the liverpool, final Chelsea, yeah. um i think this is i think this is the greatest because it's the most improbable no one expected this to happen and right now sevilla needs one we're recording this uh while the match is happening while Leicester and sevilla yeah, so, yeah. and uh, west morgan scored so right now the aggregate is 2-2 and Leicester has the away goal. Correct. Uh, so, you know, King Power, not the easiest place to play. Come on, Sevilla, get that going. They can't. Sampaoli wins it all <laughs> before he becomes Arsenal manager. I, I, I want to see uh, Leicester win this. Sampaoli, cool. by the way, uh, top uh, top target right now to uh, be Barcelona's next manager. So if he's good enough for Barcelona, maybe some of y'all Arsenal fans should start paying attention to who he is because I've been talking about it for about three years now. <laughs> Just every single episode. I will not stop mentioning his name <laughs> until he is the head of my arsenal so yeah so look again it was uh it, it was i don't know i'm trying to think if it was a bigger deal i didn't you know i obviously i didn't watch that Liverpool. i've seen the highlights of the liverpool yeah, Chelsea. you can't stop watching it i yeah. uh but this was in, in in my soccer lifetime and what i've seen the, yeah, this, this is was, it. This stands out. This was insane. I, I couldn't did believe Did you watch the whole thing? You watched through the whole? I did. I did. I was That's that was wild, isn't it? Yep. I know a lot of people turned it off thinking after the Cavani go, oh, it's done. Yeah. So, yeah, you missed you missed a big one. And let me tell you something. The look of adulation in the fans, you know, Messi jumping up on the on the on the, you know, the ad board. They lost their minds. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I would have I would have if I could go back in time, people like, would you kill Hitler? I'd probably go to the Camp Nou first, because if I if I could travel, you don't just get that once. Right. You got to You got to You can you know what you're doing now. Right. You found that cell that's phone. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, <laughs> just just because usually the kill Hitler, you know, if it's you like can the go first back, one. It's the first thing. And, right. uh, and a lot of times people are like uh you, they would uh, they would go and if, if you don't kill hitler they would say like some other like sort of nice thing like it's usually a nice thing yeah uh but no this i'd go and like meet my grandpa when he was a kid or something yeah, yeah. right nah, no. son <laughs> just, i'm going to camp no just watch a game i'm going to camp no and i'm not even a barca fan but i'll throw that shirt on <laughs> i'll throw that scarf on i'll be like che boludo. i know that's actually south america but whatever yeah that was very wrong yeah yeah that was terrible <laughs> gum dump down gum that's how that's what catalan sounds like to me it's like down gum down but when uh, a couple uh last year um, so my brother, my brother plays handball yeah. and there was, and we had like a, a, hand, a, a kid from Valencia, uh, 
staying here. He was like 17 years old. Right. He stayed with your family. He stayed right? with my my parents. So uh, uh, so he he speaks Spanish, but he also so they they speak Catalan also. Yeah. Uh, in Valencia, and so I'm Facebook friends with him. And then when I see him write in in Catalan, I'm like. I, I it's I don't know what the hell yeah, it, it, it sounds it looks like Portuguese and French mixed. It's just such a strange language that like it's it, there's like two cities that speak it. Why is it so popular? Because they're doing it out of spite. Because that's how much they hate the rest <laughs> of Spain. It's like it's a forever. It's like people in Texas will continue to put ranch on pizza because they know it upsets us. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Um. So uh, not to compare Barcelona to Texas. Obviously. Uh. Yeah. So that. So that was. Which, nuts. by the way, I just want to mention real quick before I forget. I'm going to be in Texas the end of May performing in San Antonio. So if anyone listens to this, all right, in the San Antonio region, I'll come out. I would love to see it. Uh, Wednesday, I believe it's May 24th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, check that out, San yeah. Antonians. Come on, San Antonio. If you're near, I don't know if you live in Austin. Maybe you know. Come How close on, is uh, Austin to San Antonio? It's about an hour and a half. But for people from Texas, that's like yeah, that's ten a, minutes. That's a regular. That's a day's commute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, eight o'clock at uh, LOL Laugh Out Loud in San Antonio, six eighteen Northwest Loop four ten. I don't know what any of that means, <laughs> uh, but San Antonio, Texas, seventy eight two one six. I'm sure it's in a mall. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, on the river walk. Go right into the river walk. So uh, uh, a couple other things. Uh, it's, 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 talking about Europe as well. Uh, we were talking earlier, but off air about uh, Romelu Lukaku, uh, who is the the joint top uh, goal scorer in uh, in the Premier League, and obviously he's looking good, man. He's great, uh, and that's with limited service. You know, no offense, but I don't think Ross Barkley is the cam of the future. You know, yeah, I, uh, it's weird. I, I'm always it's always puzzling whenever um, Everton does. Uh, put away some goals. They've been way. They won th- three nothing against West Brom. They lost the game prior three two to Tottenham. Yeah, but they're they're si- beat them. they're sitting in seventh place. They cannot move. Uh, they're they're like digging on uh, Manchester United's heels. Yeah, no matter what Manchester United does, they can't move out of sixth. Yeah, so so uh, I think two two more wins and a, a match. I think maybe one Manchester loss and maybe Everton can move up. But Lukaku is obviously a target that that Everton does not want to lose. And uh, yeah. I, how much did you pay for him from Chelsea? Was he 28? Uh, I th- it was in the 20s. I forget yeah. exactly how much. But obviously, he's been the best thing that's ever happened to Everton. He's he's the leading uh, goal scorer for the club. He just passed. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, um, I'm, I hate myself. Today. God, not uh, not Cahill. No, not Cahill. Uh, it's his Duncan Duncan. Duncan something. Yeah. Duncan. <laughs> I'm the That's worst. real toffee right there for you. Duncan. Duncan. The, I know that. I know that. You literally have a computer on your lap. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But uh, yeah. So obviously uh, Everton is trying to resign him. They, they were, there was a lot of news the last few weeks that uh, he was supposed to sign a new five-year contract. But now uh, Lukaku's like. Rumor is Real Madrid. Real Madrid. That would be. He'd be perfect. He would be perfect. He, I guess he would. But they're never going to get rid of Benzema because he's Algerian, right? And so is Zidane. Zidane's never going to get rid of him. Okay. I mean, he could fight for that position, but he he could he could play Benzema's position. Sure. Very well. He's also, what, 24? He's 23. 23. Jeez. <laughs> Why does he look like a man? He's 23. He's, he's a kid. Dude, 23, I was like a child still. I thought I was a man. Yeah, but that dude is just monster. He's like LeBron. The thing that concerns me a little bit about, especially this year, he's he has been scoring a lot, but he he's he's not really passing the ball. 
when he should be. And we were just talking about Fernando. But there are those opportunities where he's sort of like, he reminds me of Giroud in that he tries to do like those like center forward flicks, like leave it for someone and they don't always work out. That's frustrating. Yes. And, and if you have Lukaku, it's like turn around and shoot and score. I don't give a shit if you never pass the ball. If, <laughs> uh, if Alexis never passed the ball, I'd be fine. Right now he's the goal leader but and he, the assist leader. How about you just score a bunch of goals? He, Go do that. He's feeling a little um, like bigger it. than the club. That's that's what that's the sense I get in some games. He I, is. I mean, it's fine. I, I'm, Would I, you say he's not? It, it's a little real, uh, uh, Ronaldo. A little Ronaldo. Like yeah. when he when he doesn't score, he gets upset. Like you know, if he hits the post or something, and then somebody else puts it away, he's like, they're he's happy like the first to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. not. He's like, oh, okay, let's yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have liked that, but no. Anyway, yeah, that's right. We gotta. Go, I, so. I'm not necessarily accusing him of like not loving the club, but there is this year especially. There's there's a he has a chip on his shoulder like I'm gonna show Europe what I'm about right and they're gonna feel bad for not making offers yeah and I think Arsenal is gonna go for him oh. uh, and they're gonna put in an offer that's way low and way early and a bunch of other clubs are gonna come in like Real Madrid and just offer the appropriate amount and they're gonna get him I don't know if he's gonna go to Real but he would fit. He would fit. I think, uh, obviously, he's he's made it very public. He wants to play in the Champions League. And I think the only reason he might not go to Real is if Murata develops, which it just doesn't look like he's doing. If Everton make the top four, Lukaku's staying. It's would, not happening. Uh, that, the, that, <laughs> they're not going to make the top four? They're not. I mean, it's... Manchester United hasn't lost all season, practically. It's, it's not crazy. I mean, all year. And, and then they can't move out of sixth. What makes you think you're gonna hopscotch the move out of seven? I mean, look, Arsenal's not doing great. I know what I know what you're <laughs> implying Liverpool. by saying they can make the top four. It means that my club is gonna slide out. That may happen. That may happen, but I doubt it's, it's going it, to. I mean, it's who? I mean, who do you think are gonna be in the top four? Because it, obviously Chelsea's gonna be one. I don't care who it is, as long as Tottenham's uh, below us at no, the end of the season. This Tottenham, let that go. Let that dream go it away. Will once again. <laughs> Listen, they fucked up last year, and Harry Kane is injured. Yeah, but they, the gap is a little too lo- much larger. Harry Kane is injured. This is Tottenham being Tottenham being Tottenham. <laughs> this is exactly what happens every year. Let me have this. It's the only reason I watch. Uh. Yeah, I think Tottenham is. I think Tottenham finishing second. That's yeah. That's, Chelsea wins it anyway. Who gives yeah. a shit? What are we arguing about? This is pointless. <laughs> Let's stop watching and only watch MLS. How about we do that, guys? How about we only care about MLS? Because it's the greatest league on earth. <sighs> we've been saying that, and we've been right. There's no league better. Come uh, on now. Uh, very quickly, well, and we'll wrap up the show with this. Uh, Andrea Pirlo came out uh, and made a lot of comments about very very critical of uh, that if the MLS wants to grow. They need to get rid of that cap. They need to get rid of the salary cap. They need like to- you trying to get in a club, dog. You got to take that cap off. <laughs> got to get rid of that cap. Oh, yeah. No fitted in here. <laughs> you know that. You know the rules. Uh, look, I, I don't know that he was very critical. I think he just, just he did his- it in his pure low way. Man, he was smooth and he was just like, hey. I know what's up. <laughs> uh, I, I, Pirlo mentioned specifically that that the biggest competitor for for talent is China. The, uh, is China. So yeah. uh, China has there's no rules there. It's Ain't a, no it's rules. A law. It's Mad Max over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Water world. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just crazy. So uh, when it comes to uh, uh, so the future of, of the MLS and and obviously it, it needs to adopt obviously the rules. Uh, if you if you're gonna compete with because it's not a level playing field and 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 with limited uh, uh, salaries uh, designated player spots and all these uh, rules that uh, you know I, I, I the, the 
what I like about it is that we have a season like this season beginning where like Houston was awful last year is now like seems like a, a real threat this right. year. So yes, it, it does bring that parody, but you can't have both. I actually disagree, by the way. I disagree on the whole cap thing. Here's what I honestly think. The next step is for MLS to become a selling league. In order to do that, we have to get better at developing players. And I know bringing in a lot of international talent will help develop that. I made that point already on this podcast. You've made it. Paul made it. I'm not stepping away from that. I don't think there is a point of diminishing returns, to be honest. I don't think that bringing in just a gluttony of talent from Europe all of a sudden or South America is all of a sudden going to make our youth better because they're not going to see the potential to move forward. There still has to be some potential uh, to get up there. So, um, you know, and, and that's a, it's a short term fix. But I think more important is our academies need to continue to develop these players. We need to continue to get bigger, 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 better, better, better academies, more kids, more people playing soccer. That's something China's beating us on because they made it mandatory in school. So the more we become a selling league, the faster we're going to grow. And I know people are going to be like, oh, look at Ajax and look at that and look at this. Yet we don't have the problems they have. They have a tiny ass country. Okay. We have this massive country we're able to develop all of these kids. Look how great FC Dallas is, and they can pull from almost all of Texas. There's there's a lot of benefits, and if we become a selling league, more Americans are going to be getting the spotlight, and that's just going to help our league grow, and I think at that moment, we can get rid of the cap, because we're going to be so big, we're going to be developing incredible talent, it's going to be world-class talent, and we're going to be able to bring in other people to supplement. Okay. Figured everything out, dog. Wow. That's it. MLS, soccer. So, Garber, call us, dog. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we did talk to him. Just a uh, sweetheart know, of a man. Sweet, lovely yeah. man. But, a lot but, of people yeah. hate him. We love him. We'll try to, we'll try to uh, convey that message to him and then we'll get shoot off by his uh, vice president. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Corda, get the hell out of here, man. Uh, <laughs> very long last name. He'll be like, okay, he's, he's done with you. Yeah. Very long last name. Very short attention span. <laughs> Very short temper, I should say. He's like, okay, and we're done. Uh, did you guys say four words to the president? Time to go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you again for listening to another episode. Uh, this is uh, always fun, always lovely. Uh, obviously, MLS is in, in its second week and it's kicking off. So if uh, if you have friends who love the MLS, have, absolutely, if, you know, who have a, a team they support, let let them know. Yo, the Cooligans are on it. You Come wanna, on, baby, share. Share have, us with your friends. Want to have a little fun talking about uh, talking about your club? We'll make fun of them, or like you know, you started dating a prostitute. Just share us with your friends. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know prostitute etiquette is just, uh, you well, know. Well, I mean, come on, ain't no fun if you always can't have none. Uh, but come on, tell everyone you know about us. Uh, you should be very proud to be listening. Yeah, oh, yeah, you should be. <laughs> that's a weird thing. I want to see. I want to see that pride. <laughs> I want to see those tweets. The cool against pride. So uh, thank Continue you. Shout out to Igor Mortis and Tropical Sound and all them fellas and, you know, Footy Mob and everybody. Yeah, doing... we've been getting a lot of love the last yeah, uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, these guys are great. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and Roddy. Roddy, who we met at the match. That's right. Yeah. yeah Roddy was cool. Yeah. Roddy was dope. Uh, you know, Foy, Kevin Foy, all these, you know, what I make sauce, all these people. We love you guys. Yeah. Tell all your friends about us and help us spread the word. Yeah. So, uh, again, uh, follow us on all the social medias and uh, on YouTube. That's right. At, at Soccer Cooligans and then uh, on YouTube.com slash Soccer Cooligans. We do a weekly show every single Friday. FIFA, the news. It's a it's a hit. Uh, you know, with uh, the 80 people who watch it. Oh, baby. <laughs> At least 58. <laughs> no, we're doing the work, man. This is it. You, you know, you have to build a YouTube channel. That's it. We're building. We're you building know, from when, the ground up. When NBC started, 
uh, you know, in like the 1920s uh, or like well, TV. I mean, they were on the radio, but like this is all factual. This is, a, well, you know, when they started on television. Yeah, don't be Googling none of this. Just listen to us. Not right? everybody had a television. They, they probably had like 60, 70 people watching. As Christian it. said in 1865, right? When, <laughs> when they, the TV was yeah, invented. When the TV was invented, every NBC invented it actually, <laughs> uh, which I can't believe they made the name before the thing. Uh, but they were like, not that many people. You're right. So we're, what we're doing is we're building from the ground up. Yeah. So. And, and yeah, we're not, we're not, uh, uh, you know, like this is how this is how things begin, you That's know. It, baby. Look, I, I'm you're just, like hipsters. You're getting in from the ground floor. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like everybody else. When you watch, you click on a video, and it's like, oh, 70 views. This video must not be good, right? right. That's the presumption because if a lot of people haven't watched it, then it must not be. It's probably because of quality, right? Right. Well, you are wrong. Yeah, you are wrong. You are completely incorrect. Give the cooligans a chance. <laughs> All we are saying. <laughs> Is give Cooligans a chance. Uh, and that's our next video. Uh, give Cooligans a chance. And we're all holding hands. <laughs> <We're> all, <laughs> all 60 people who watch it. Just holding hands. Everyone who's watched the video is in this video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't hard to corral them, actually. Um, because my wife is five of them. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, tell your friends. It would absolutely help us out. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm Alexis Guerrero. I'm Christian Polanco. Together, what are we? The, the Cooligans!